Hello and welcome to episode 556 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast. It is my pleasure to be with you this evening. My name is Terrence M. Stanton. We are recording on Friday, June 9th, 2023, in the year of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let us begin with the Friday prayer to the Most Blessed Virgin Mary to obtain love towards her and Jesus Christ by St. Alphonsus Liguri. O Mary, I already know that thou art the most humble, the most noble, the most sublime, the most pure, the most beautiful, the most benign, the most holy, in a word, the most amiable of all creatures. O that all knew thee, my lady, and love thee as thou dost merit. But I am consoled when I remember that in heaven and on earth there are so many happy souls who live enamored of thy goodness and beauty. Above all, I rejoice that God himself loves thee alone more than he loves all men and angels together. My most amiable queen, I, a miserable sinner, love thee also, but I love thee too little. I desire a greater and more tender love towards thee, and this thou must obtain for me, since to love thee is a great mark of predestination, and a grace which God only grants to those whom he will save. I see also, my mother, that I am indeed under great obligations to thy son. I see that he merits infinite love. Thou, who desirest nothing else but to see him loved, hast to obtain me this grace above all others." Obtain me great love for Jesus Christ. Thou obtainest all that thou willest from God. Ah, then be graciously pleased to obtain me the grace to be so united to the divine will that I may never more be separated from it. I do not ask of thee earthly goods, honors, or riches. I ask thee for that which thy heart desires most for me. I wish to love my God. Is it possible that thou refusest to second this my desire which is so pleasing to thee? Ah, no, thou already helpest me. Already thou prayest for me. Pray, pray, and cease not to pray until thou seest me safe in heaven, beyond the possibility of evermore losing my Lord, and certain to love him forever together with thee, my dearest mother. Holy Face of Jesus of the Vale of Veronica Prayers Dear Lord, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer these prayers in reparation for the sins which most offend God in our times, blasphemy, the profanation of Sunday and holy days, and communism. Pater noster, quies in celi, sanctificator nomen tuum, adveniat regnum tuum, fiat voluntas tua, sicut in celo et in terra, panam nostrum quotidianum de nobis hodie, et dimite nobis debita nostra, sicut et nos dimitibus debitoribus nostris, et ne nos inducas in tentationem, sed libera nos amalo. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, benedicta tu mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tu, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et honor mortis nostrae. Amen. Gloria Patri, et Filio, et Spiritui Sancto, sicut erat in principio, et nunc et semper, et in secula seculorum. Amen. The Golden Arrow Prayer. May the most holy, most sacred, most adorable, most mysterious and unutterable name of God be praised, blessed, loved, adored, and glorified in heaven, on earth, and in the hells by all God's creatures and by the sacred heart of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, in the most holy sacrament of the altar. Amen. For the defeat of communists, Freemasons, and all revolutionary men. Eternal Father, I offer thee the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ and all the instruments of his holy passion that thou mayest put division in the camp of thy enemies. For as thy beloved Son hath said, a kingdom divided against itself shall fall. Eternal Father, we offer thee the holy face of Jesus, covered with blood, sweat, dust, and spittle, 
and reparation for the crimes of communists, blasphemers, and for the profaners of the holy name and of the holy day of Sunday. Amen. O God, who dost also manifest thy omnipotence by mercy and compassion, listen to the prayers we offer up for the enlightenment of the unbelieving perfidious Jews, that they may acknowledge the light of thy truth, which is Christ, and may be saved from their blindness. Grant, we beseech thee, all-powerful God, that the remnant of the Jewish people may walk in the way of salvation, and by following the preaching of the blessed John, thy precursor, they may safely come to him whom he foretold. Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord. Amen. And for today, from the Sacred Heart book by Father F.X. Lassance, the ninth day of June, one cause of the little profit we draw from the adorable Eucharist is that we do not make proper use of the moments during which Jesus Christ is really present in us. For scarcely has he come into our heart when we, as it were, turn our back upon him to busy ourselves with things foreign to him. That quote from St. Teresa. May all the words that I speak be so many arrows dipped in the blood of thy sacred heart, O Jesus, to pierce the hearts of all who hear them, with love for thee. Amen. Today we are going to take a look at the Feast of Corpus Christi, yesterday being the Feast of Corpus Christi. This information comes from the excellent Fish Eaters website located at fisheaters.com. The author begins by saying, as on Maundy Thursday, we celebrate the body of Christ, but this time without the sense of impending doom of knowing what would come on Good Friday. The Feast of Corpus Christi, which is always on the Thursday following Trinity Sunday, has an interesting history. Its inspiration is due to two things. The first is the miracle of Bolsena, which happened in AD 1263. Peter of Prague, a German priest, during a pilgrimage to Rome, stopped at the church of St. Christina there to offer Mass. While he was a holy and devout man, he harbored doubts about the real presence, doubts which were completely resolved when the host he consecrated during that Mass began to bleed. He rushed to meet Pope Urban IV in Orvieto, bringing the host with him. The miracle was declared, and the host is still on display at the Cathedral of Orvieto today. The second source of inspiration was an Augustinian nun, a Belgium named St. Juliana of Mount Cornillon, Lived, she lived between 1193 and 1258. She had a vision of the moon that was full and beautiful, but marked by a black spot that signified that there was no joyous celebration of the Eucharist in the entire church calendar. In response to both of the above, Pope Urban IV eventually published a bull, Transitoris, in 1264, which made this feast a part of the calendar. The Mass includes the Laudus Sion sequence by St. Thomas Aquinas and a procession followed by the greatest Eucharistic hymns of the Church, also written by St. Thomas, especially for this feast. These include Sacris Solemnis, Ave Verum, Adorote, and Verbum Supernum. The last two verses of Verbum Supernum are the lyrics to the hymn, O Salutaris Hostia. Customs. As to prayer to honor this feast, the litany of the Blessed Sacrament would be perfect. Eucharistic processions are held today, and in still relatively Catholic countries, those who live along the procession route decorate their homes with greenery, floral wreaths, and banners and put candles in the windows. Rose petals are strewn in the path the sacrament takes. 
In Catalonia and a few cities in Spain is the tradition of the dancing egg, which dates to at least the 15th century. An egg is emptied out. The holes needed to empty it out are sealed with wax, and then the egg is placed over a vertical jet of water in one of the city's fountains. The water pushes up against the egg, causing it to turn but not fall. The egg dances in the water, and with the fountain having been festooned with flowers beforehand, the scene is said to represent the host in a bejeweled monstrance. A gorgeous Italian tradition is l'enfiorata, the laying out of flowers and their petals in elaborate displays on streets and roadways. This practice is done in Spello, Perugia, Canara, Diano Marina, Liguria, Genzano, Lazio, San Bartolomeo, Ingaldo, Campania, and Chiraval, March. During the night before, hundreds and hundreds of people work to make the colorful displays. In Spello, a mile-long stretch of road is decorated in this manner. In Campobasso, Molise, Italy, the Sagra dei Misteri is held now, a parade consisting of moving Tableau vivants depicting St. Isidore, San, Crispi, San Crispino, San Gennaro, Abraham, St. Mary Magdalene, St. Anthony Abbott, the Immaculate Conception, San Leonardo, San Rocco, St. Michael, the Assumption, St. Nicholas, and the Sacred Heart of Jesus. Seventy-seven living actors dressed as the characters they're depicting form their tableau vivants and are borne on platforms throughout the city, each platform being carried by up to 22 people. They're followed by 100 musicians as they make their way along the streets and through the squares of the town's historic center. Also today, Catholics may start a public novena to the Sacred Heart in anticipation of the Feast of the Sacred Heart, which will be on Friday of next week. Doing so may earn one a plenary indulgence under the usual conditions, even if the novena is said privately, and if one says a novena on all nine days, a plenary indulgence may be gained. Once again, this was written for the Feast of the Sacred Heart, which is, or I'm sorry, Feast of Corpus Christi, um, which is yesterday, as I'm recording this, it's on Thursday. As to music, there are many ways to celebrate Corpus Christi. Four of the greatest hymns for the day are Tantum Ergo, Panis Angelicus, O Salutaris Hostia, and Ave Verum Corpus. To tie together the Feast of Corpus Christi and the Sacred Heart, Meditating on the reality of Eucharistic miracles is in order. Read about the Eucharistic miracle of Lanciano and a hyperlink is given. And I'd also like to share with you um, from the Fish Eaters site this excerpt on the Eucharistic Center of the Rites of the Mass from the Shape of the Liturgy by Dom Gregory, uh, Gregory Deeks, D-I-X. It was written in 1945. The outlines of that ritual pattern come down to us unchanged in Christian practice from before the crucifixion, the synaxis of, from Jesus' preaching and the synagogue of Galilee, the Eucharistic proper from the evening meals of Jesus with his disciples, the needs of a Christian corporate worship gradually brought about their combination. The needs of a Christian public worship have added to these inheritances from our Lord's own Jewish piety, only an introduction of praise and a brief prayer of thanksgiving. The whole has a new meaning fixed for all time in the upper room, but the form of the rite is still centered upon the book on the lectern and the bread and cup on the table as it always was, though by the new meaning they have become the liturgy of the spirit and the liturgy of the body, centering on the word of God announced and the word of God made flesh. At the heart of all 
is the Eucharistic action, a thing of an absolute simplicity, the taking, blessing, breaking, and giving of bread, and the taking, blessing, and giving of a cup of wine and water, as these were first done with their new meaning by a young Jew before and after supper with his friends on the night before he died. Soon it was simplified still further by leaving out the supper and combining the double grouping before and after it into a single rite. So the four-action shape of the liturgy was found by the end of the first century. He had told his friends to do this henceforward with the new meaning for the anamnesis of him, and they have done it always since. Was ever another command so obeyed for century after century, spreading slowly to every continent and country and among every race on earth, this action has been done in every conceivable human circumstance for every conceivable human need from infancy and before it to extreme old age and after it from the pinnacle of earthly greatness to the refuge of fugitives in the caves and dens of the earth. Men have found no better thing than this to do for kings at their crowning and for criminals going to the scaffold, for armies in triumph, or for a bride and bridegroom in a little country church, for the proclamation of a dogma or for a good crop of wheat, for the wisdom of the parliament of a mighty nation, or for a sick old woman afraid to die, for a schoolboy sitting in examination, or for Columbus setting out to discover America, for the famine of whole provinces, or for the soul of a dead lover, in thankfulness, because my father did not die of pneumonia, for a village headman, much tempted to return to fetish because the yams had failed, because the Turk was at the gates of Vienna, for the repentance of Margaret, for the settlement of a strike, for a son, for a barren woman, for Captain so-and-so wounded and prisoner of war, while the lions roared in the nearby amphitheater, on the beach at Dunkirk, while the hiss of scythes in the thick June grass came faintly through the windows of the church, tremulously by an old monk on the 50th anniversary of his bow vows, furtively by an exiled bishop who had hewn timber all day in a prison camp near Murmansk, gorgeously for the canonization of St. Joan of Arc. One could fill many pages with the reasons why men have done this and not tell a hundredth part of them. And best of all, week by week and month by month, on a hundred thousand successive Sundays, faithfully, unfailingly, across all the parishes of Christendom, the pastors have done this just to make the plebs sancta dei, the holy common people of God. So ends that section. What a grace, what a blessing we have in the body, blood, soul, and divinity of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, truly present to you in the Mass. I highly recommend you get to either Divine Liturgy or the traditional Latin Mass and stay away from the Novus Ordo, even more so in light of the scandal um, coming out of the Archdiocese of Kansas City with numerous thousands, maybe even tens of thousands of invalid Masses because improper wine was used. So get yourself to the traditional Latin Mass. We must return to tradition, my friends. We must give our best to our Lord Jesus Christ. And let us conclude by mentioning Helping Autism through learning and outreach available on the web at halo-soma.org and also episodes 277 and 548 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast in which 
I interview my wonderful sister and wonderful niece, and then a representative from Word on Fire do the same in regards to, does the same, I should say, in regards to RPM. Toby and Braille talk about rapid prompting method, which is a system of communication for non-speakers. Just as sign language was a revolutionary breakthrough for the deaf, so RPM has been a revolutionary breakthrough for non-speakers. Communication is a human right. There's no doubt about that. And you can imagine how frustrated you you would be if you couldn't even communicate what you wanted for dinner to your family. We need to get the word out there far and wide because these people are trapped in prisons of silence. These silent ones, we want to help them to communicate because they have so much to offer. My niece is a comprehensive genius. I don't throw that phrase around willy-nilly. She is a gifted composer. She is skilled at mathematics. She even knows other languages, and we would have known none of that. We didn't know any of that prior to the age of eight. RPM has been that breakthrough, thank goodness. So let's get the word out there once again, H-A-L-O hyphen S-O-M-A dot org, and also episodes 277 and 548 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast. And let's pray now for help and for healing for our non-speaking friends and family members. Almighty and eternal God, healer of those who trust in you, through the intercession of St. Raphael, Archangel, hear my prayer for non-speakers and their families. In your tender mercy, restore them to spiritual and bodily health, that they may give you thanks, praise your name, and proclaim your wondrous love to all. I ask this through Christ, your Son, our Lord. Amen. The Prayer of St. Louis de Montfort. Hail Joseph the Just. Wisdom is with you. Blessed are you among all men, and blessed is Jesus, the fruit of Mary, your faithful spouse. Holy Joseph, worthy foster father of Jesus Christ, pray for us sinners and obtain divine wisdom for us from God, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. The three Hail Marys in honor of the Immaculate Purity of Our Lady of Fatima. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, benedicta tua mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et honor mortis nostra, amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, benedicta tua mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et honor mortis nostrae. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, benedicta tu mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tu, Jesus. Sancta Maria Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et honor mortis nostrae. Amen. And a Gloria Patri for a special intention. Gloria Patri et Filio et Spiritui Sancto, sicut erat in principio et nunc et semper et in saecula saeculorum. Amen. Sweetheart of Mary, be the salvation of Russia, Spain, Portugal, Europe, the United States of America, Canada, and the whole world. Virgo potens, ora pronobis. Sancti Osef, terra daimonem, ora pronobis. Sancta Raphael Archangeli, ora pronobis. In nomine Patris, et Fili, et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Thank you very kindly, my friends, for listening to episode 556 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast. In your charity, please share Our Lady's podcast with everyone you know. Follow us on Twitter. The handle is at Fatima Podcast. If you think Our Lady's podcast is worthy of it, give us a five-star rating and review at Apple Podcasts. But most importantly, please offer up prayers and sacrifices for our Catholic bishops. They need your help. Goodbye, and God love you.